Hello and welcome to the Run Talk Run podcast, episode three. My name is Josh Pewter and I'm joined by Jessica Robson. Hi, how are you doing? Yeah, that was good. That was quite a formal introduction, actually. I'm confused for me. Last week we used first names. We're going back formal. It's fine. Um, How are you, Jess? I'm doing good, thank you. Absolutely enjoying the sunshine. Yeah, how are you? It makes a massive difference, I think. It makes a massive difference. Um, I just wanted to uh, just start by sort of saying thank you for you know, to everyone that's given such great feedback in the last couple of weeks to uh, to the episode, especially um, Laura joining us last week, who you know I think you agree was a was a great guest. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's just been it's been so fantastic to to hear everyone's responses and um, to listen to when they've been listening to it and um, and just suggestions for for future pods as well, which has been great. So um, so yeah, I just wanted to start with a bit of a thank you, really. Um, how's your week been, Jess? It's been wonderful. It's been very wholesome. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of crafty things uh, with the siblings, um, a fair bit of gardening. So yeah, it's been good. How's yours been? It's been good. Uh, this week's been this week's been pretty busy, uh, which has been a bit of a shock to the system because last week was five days where I did a lot of staring at the wall. Uh, but this week has has really has really sort of hit me by surprise, and it's been kind of refreshing actually to be quite busy with with work. Uh, this weekend, I I had a, a bit of an episode with uh, my plumbing, and I decided to dismantle my sink. And the last thing I wanted to do was call a plumber, and it very much became my Everest. I uh, I took apart most of my kitchen sink, mm-hmm. um, and sort of made sort of made my own kind of tools out of pipes uh, and then resorted to using a Henry Hoover to uh, remove the unblockage uh, and then I drank a couple of gin and tonics to celebrate so that was that was Saturday um, so it's all about I think taking these little victories and uh, you know and, and celebrating them really. So, Amazing so that was a success was it the Henry Henry tool? The Henry tool was um, you know uh, basically, I spent about two hours dismantling it and and trying to unlock it. Sorry for anyone eating dinner right now, but um, it was it was pretty grotesque. It was one of the worst things I've ever done. And then I got so stressed about two hours in, I stopped and I had a bath um, just, to, just to relax and my thoughts. And uh, in the bath, I thought, well, maybe I don't need to unblock it. Maybe I just need to remove the blockage. And and that's where Henry the Hoover came in and uh, and did the business. So. Uh, so yeah, no plumber was called. Social distancing was maintained, and uh, and we got a fully functioning sink. So um, I realised telling this to you now how boring that anecdote was. But I feel pretty... like it'd be really useful for a lot of people actually, especially yeah, if they well, can't call plumbers out. Absolutely. Um, but that was the highlight of my weekend. So you know you've got to celebrate the little gains. I think in life. Um, yeah. <laughs> have, you, have you just have you been running? Yeah, so I um, I was kind of dragged out by my little brother. Um, he he wanted to run, so it was a really really gentle run talk run style, which was perfect. Is your, um, is your, I know your mum is a is a super avid runner. Is your brother a bit of a runner too? I think he's just going a bit stir crazy at home, <laughs> so he's turning to running as a bit of an outlet. Um, so. No, he's he's not a runner by nature, but I think he's missing the sport at school. So 
Yeah, it's a yeah. Good I'm really enjoying just you know when I'm going on my cycles, just seeing it, it's just seeing like all these people that are sort of getting out in in sort of makeshift running gear and just going and getting it done. And some of them look so pained, and some of them glide <laughs> along, but. It's really quite. It's really quite nice to enjoy the um, the people watching element of seeing so many people train because I live I live on Teeting Common and it's just there are so many people just jogging past all the time. It's uh, just giving it's, it a uh, go. Just giving it a go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think introducing the run talk run style to to Will um, has definitely helped. It's like no, we can chill out. We don't need to go hard. We can talk. You know, take the pressure off. So I just wanted to quickly before we move into part two. Um, we got a fantastic guest in Katie McDonald, um, who Jess, you're going to sort of take the lead on that. Um, but I just wanted to quickly talk about some of the ways in which you can get in touch. Um, you can contact us on Instagram, which is at runtalkrun. Um, you can also email us, uh, which is jessica at runtalkrun.com. And also you've got the website, which is a fantastic resource for um, you know, mental health support. It says a lot more about what Run Talk Run is because we are a lot more than a podcast. Um, we are a, a global running community and um, there are hundreds, well, there are literally hundreds now, isn't there, of Run Talk Runs all over the world in which you can get involved with. Um, or if you're even interested in starting your own one in the area, then, you know, this is a fantastic time when everyone has a little bit more time in their hands to to plan about how how they go about it, right, Jess? Yeah, exactly. This is a wonderful time to hop on a phone call with me and I can tell you what's involved. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've had a couple of friends that have got in touch recently and said that they really want to do something for their local community. So, yeah, in this time of giving and kindness and having a little bit more time in your hands, then, yeah, get in touch if if this is something that you want to um, get involved and be a part with um, setting up your own run. So um, that's it for part one. Come join us in a little second and uh, we will introduce Katie and part two. Hello and welcome to the Run Talk Run podcast episode three. My name is Josh Pewter. Thank you for joining us and I am joined with Jessica Robson. Jess, are you there? Say hi. I'm here. Hi. Um, and I would also like to introduce Katie, who we have with us this week. Um, Katie is the Run Talk Run leader for Waterloo alongside Derek. Um, but she also runs a blog, um, raising awareness of her experiences in recovery from an eating disorder. Hi, Katie. Hi. Um, so, Katie, how's your day been? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been all right. Thanks. Uh, been the uh, worryingly the highlight of my day was the the RSPCB turning up uh, because a, a pigeon ended up in our corridor and. Um, uh, well, as as I so eloquently put it to the RSPCB, I literally scared the shit out of it and it pooed everywhere. <laughs> and then it flew into the glass. And the, long story short, the RSPCB managed to save it. But uh, there, there was quite a lot of commotion, obviously, whilst um, respecting social distancing measures. But yeah, my, my day has been fine, aside from that slight. Uh, <laughs> Katie, how do you socially distance a pigeon? Oh, well, I... Mm, I I don't know. See, there was kind of a bit of 
uh, tension with this because I thought we should just, you know, pick the pigeon up and sort of throw it off the balcony and hope it would fly. But in, yeah, in the background, I, I have my 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 partner screaming at me, you'll get diseases, you'll get diseases and sort of throwing um throwing hand sanitizer at me as if it were kind of uh, a priest throwing holy water. It was quite bizarre. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it managed to get resolved? It it is all resolved. And um, aforementioned pigeon is probably safe and sound, let's hope. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't lose sleep over it. Um, So, Katie, uh, you've obviously been a solid part of the rental run community for quite some time uh, how did you come about us initially so um very very strange and uh, classic uh, slightly incestuous world of music um i found out about run talk run through my boyfriend's ex um who which is it's strange saying that because i don't really think of her as that now i just think of her as like someone who i get along very well with you know um and uh, I saw that she had posted something on, uh, I was about to say social media, but I realised that makes me sound like a grandma, uh, on the World Wide Web uh, about Run Talk Run. So I sent her a, a very precarious message, which was probably the most uh, pathetically worded thing. It was like, hi, um, I'm really sorry, but uh, I don't want to stand on your toes, but if you could let me know about this, you know, it was... Um, I think I was quite anxious that um, I didn't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable. So uh, she was very uh, forthcoming in giving me all the information. And so I turned up to, I remember I turned up to uh, uh, to Waterloo was the first one I ever went to. Um, and uh, I was running really, really late and I got lost. And so I ended up taking an Uber from uh, Blackfriars Bridge to uh to waterloo and i and i kept thinking oh my god they're gonna think i'm so stupid if i turn up in an uber they're gonna think who the hell does she think she is (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly so like i'm here so i was like to the uber driver i was like no no sorry sorry can you just can you drop me off here and he like dropped me at the corner and i must have looked very suspicious but yeah that was uh probably that was almost two years ago now actually god yeah time I didn't I don't think I knew about that no I don't think you knew about that I think that has stayed a secret until now that's fantastic (laughs) so much commitment to a 5k (laughs) I know I know oh Um, god and obviously outside of run talk run you do a fair amount of blogging um, and raising awareness on eating disorders um what inspires your writing what is it you hope to share with people so I think that um, from not only personal experience, but the experience of quite a few people that I've met through treatment, there obviously everyone knows that the NHS is incredibly uh, underfunded. And I think we're all very aware of that at this time in particular. But when it comes to eating disorder treatment, the guidelines are often so specific and it's such a strict criteria that uh, one has to fit Um And it's, I think the main thing that frustrates me and makes me feel passionate about writing about it is that the system itself perpetuates the eating disorder thoughts in that you have to be 
thin enough to get treatment, which is uh, it would just some it's it's ridiculous. It's essentially like waving a red flag to a bull saying, oh, you need to lose X amount of weight before you can qualify for treatment. But mm. that's essentially what myself and many, many others have been told. Um, and the irony in it is that when you are a healthy weight, you are able to respond to a psychological therapy more effectively as opposed to when you're malnourished and you can't, um, you know, your cognitive functions aren't working as well. But uh, yeah, I think mostly that and then similarly the impact that it has on people around them. I think there are so many clinical kind of uh, perspectives on it and not enough from a carer's perspective. Mm. I saw actually you had a piece out on Instagram the other day that was um, massively focused on running during isolation. Um, what are your feelings about, you know, the conversation around exercise at the moment? Because that really touched a nerve with me and I think it'd be useful. Yeah, for- uh, I, I feel like there is... Oh, don't get me wrong, there are some amazing people in the fitness industry. Um, I, I'm not disputing that at all, but I do think that there are some companies and some individuals that are trying to capitalise off uh, off this uh, uh, this pandemic and sort of use uh, kind of fat phobic narratives in order to sort of pressure people into exercising with the primary goal being to lose weight, which is completely disregarding all the other reasons that someone might exercise. And I think lots of people as a result, particularly those who are um, predisposed to disordered eating or eating disorders, feel that they they fear that during this time, because they're being less active, it means they have to restrict their eating or overcompensate with exercise and I think that because we know that we're only allowed one exercise a day it feels like it has to be a sort of um, kind of all-out war on our bodies a sort of go hard or go home approach which it really shouldn't have to be but I can definitely see that diet culture is pushing us towards that narrative. Mm, No I totally hear you on it there seems to be like a fair amount of pressure actually to make the most use of yeah. this one hour that we have I, I, I yeah I've seen it the same and like obviously it's, it's slightly different you know circles of, of who you follow and whatever but I I definitely think there's a huge pressure there to feel that you need to be making the most and you this is the time this is the free time that everyone says they never had so therefore it has to be put towards you know almost you know punishing yourself in training to uh, to another level and um mm-hmm. I, I would definitely find myself if i if i could do at the moment i'm injured but i definitely feel i would feel more pressured to do that than ever um if i could mm-hmm. and i definitely mm-hmm. fall into the category of of feeling that pressure from the people i follow online you know so mm-hmm. i can only imagine how much pressure it puts on others i think Absolutely. one of the sorry go oh, on, sorry <laughs> <laughs> i was just saying i think one of the issues is that exercise and exercise addiction is uh or, or what is sometimes referred to as hypergymnasia is so normalized by society and it almost becomes i'm not saying that um that everyone who exercises ha- has this but those for those that have uh sort of compulsions regarding exercise i think that 
it's much easier to get away with and to hide from people because it's a form of kind of self-abuse. If you're, if you're exercising to the point of severe fatigue and injury, uh, and that's the only way you feel you can justify your food intake, then I feel like it's much easier to hide that from people than it is if you had an eating disorder of other sorts. Mm. It's an, a really important topic, actually, Katie. Um, it's something that I'm asked a lot. Obviously, we come from different experiences of eating disorders, you know, yeah. anorexia on one side and bulimia on the other. Mm-hmm. A lot of people ask me whether they feel that it's safe to use running whilst recovering from an eating disorder. And I feel mm-hmm. it's a very fine line. I wonder what your thoughts for someone listening who thinks is thinking about using running as part of recovery. What mm-hmm. are your thoughts? So when I was discharged from hospital two, yes, it would be two years ago. Oh God, time again, time flies. And I didn't run for about, I think I took about eight months off running because it had become such a dangerous habit uh, to the point where um, there was there was one time I can laugh I can laugh at it now, um, but at the time it wasn't very funny. I went on a run because I was very uh, malnourished and and it was the middle of winter and I was freezing cold and I uh, I. I was so fatigued during the run that I had to get an Uber home. God, this this must sound like I'm endorsing <laughs> Uber, like a bit well, of product thank, placement there. Kate, Kate we're, not, we're not the BBC, so we don't have to say <laughs> non-specific taxi company. Yeah, other taxi company. companies are available. Absolutely. Put her code at the end. <laughs> and yeah. Uber, we're, we're hoping there'll be a very nice check of the post from Uber. In Hashtag gifted. <laughs> so I got I got in this uber and this guy um and he was and the driver he was very very camp but because I was so I I was really unwell at the time and wasn't fueling my body properly um I I remember my lips had turned blue and my face had turned sort of this awful color of gray and he looked at me and he could just went oh honey you don't look good and I mean usually I would have laughed but I think I think he was terrified because he thought there was some kind of uh, like mutant zombie creature getting into his taxi uh, but I think that when for me it had to be a cold turkey thing um, I had to just I feel very bizarre using that phrase as a vegan but hey ho I think I just had to cut it out completely because I knew that there was no way to do it in moderation and regulate it in a healthy way so mm. when I reintroduced it the main thing for me was, I, I know this isn't the same for lots of people, but for me, perhaps it's because I have um, an autism diagnosis. I think I, I have a sort of, uh, I wouldn't go as far as saying obsession, but I'm very focused on numbers. So it would always have to add up to X amount of miles or X amount of calories. And and it would very much stress me out and make me anxious if it didn't. So for me, the first thing when starting running again in recovery was not using a Garmin, not using Strava, just running. I I think what I would do is I'd get my, I remember I'd get my flatmate to set a timer and then I'd go out on a run and I'd come back and I'd see that I'd run for say, I don't know, I think the first run back was about 15 minutes and then build on from there. Mm. so I think it's I think getting away from the numbers of it all is really helpful and 
making it trying to make it fun and remind yourself why you're doing it yes yeah so it's like looking at like ditching the garmin ditching the tracking and running for the enjoyment yeah. of running which essentially yeah, is 100%. what we try and achieve at run talk run i think it, it's I, yeah I definitely that you know a lot of people could on from various different backgrounds can relate to is that you know we all we all you know try and improve in terms of our running in various different ways and sometimes you can kind of lose your way a little bit and you end up just looking oh at yeah numbers, not looking at the I, effect of what running is doing to you I think we have a tendency to become obsessed with the stats I remember there were times that um looking back I think it's ridiculous but I would I would stop at a um at a pedestrian crossing or something and I'd have to stop and I'd go to stop my Garmin and suddenly it would freeze or it wouldn't work and honestly that could cause me to go into a meltdown thinking oh god I've just added this time onto this people are going to think I'm so fat and lazy and slow and all these incredibly irrational thoughts Mm. just start creeping up so I think eating disorder or not I think it's something that can definitely uh, resonate with many people Mm. oh absolutely if um if there are people that are sort of struggling um like right now what what's your advice to them in this really strange time so first off a charity that i've um done some fundraising for in the past and i've I've actually written a blog for them on their website is beat which uh, is the leading um eating disorders charity in the uk so i know they have various helplines that you can access for free so I would say that if I'd say that's more if you're in immediate crisis to use that. But if if you're struggling currently, I would say that for me, routine is very helpful. I know that there are two. It's, it's slightly a double edged sword because from my own experience and from other people's experience, I know when they've been on, for example, daycare programs or inpatient um, wards, there's a very strict routine, you know, wake up, breakfast, then you have supervision, then you have snack. And I found for a while when I came out of hospital, I didn't know, it was almost as if I'd become institutionalised because I didn't know how to live my life without having that strict regimented schedule in place. But that being said, I do think a sense of routine can be really helpful if you're needing to regulate your eating patterns. So, for example, I think for someone who is struggling in a time like this, it would be really helpful to have a a meal plan. I'm not suggesting I don't think it's for me personally, it's not helpful to have any kind of nutritional value listed on this meal plan. It's just helpful to make sure that you're getting all the food groups that you need I think many people with eating disorders I know develop fears of certain food groups, for example, carbohydrates. So I think just making sure that you're getting some of of each food group. And similarly, I know it sounds very uh, petty, but also unfollowing things on social media that you believe to be detrimental to you. I know that's much uh, easier said than done. And I think sometimes we subconsciously uh, will sort of purposefully trigger ourselves by following certain things mm. oh no I would totally agree with that I yeah. think we are we were bombarded with so much information from so many angles and yeah um, I think probably for 
all three of us on this call, Josh included, we probably follow a lot of runners and it can often yeah. feel like we're not measuring up sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Runners who it's are actually smashing of, it. It's the feeling of not being enough or, you know, if, if someone is doing particularly well and, you know, the, the wisest thing that anyone ever said to me is that like the progress isn't linear. So sometimes when someone does really well and, and you're going to yeah. replace or not, you're thinking, well, why am I not doing enough? And, and yes. the beautiful thing with running is you just, there is no rhyme or reason as to why something is good or something is bad. Like, yeah, sometimes training equates to a good outcome, but sometimes it doesn't. And you yeah. know, the pressure that we can put on ourselves sometimes when mm. it's not quite working out is to, is to beat ourselves up when we see people that are doing really well. Yes. Yeah, I think those are um, some really, really sound um, suggestions. So thank you. I think that will help quite a lot of people who are listening who don't necessarily know what they can oh, do right so. now to yeah. help themselves that- out. Katie, is there a name for your blog that we can, we can get? Oh, yes, there is. It's called um, Recovery in Rainbows and it's on WordPress. And it's essentially a sort of ramblings of the mind. <laughs> very candid and very honest <laughs> so that's what I absolutely love about it so yeah go, oh. go and check out Katie's blog um it's very absolutely. insightful and we'll add it to the uh we'll add it to the footnotes of this episode as well so you can check it out oh amazing there. thank you absolutely. so um so if, if anything in this um if anything in this uh, particular part of the podcast has, has resonated with you you know do make sure you get in touch with us um mm. at run talk run um, we'll add some information to the website at runtalkrun.com and you can obviously email Jess at jessica at runtalkrun.com. So, uh, Katie, you cool to join us in part three? Yeah, perfect. Um, I mean, before this part, we, we, we ended the call after part one and we just got a bit of a fit of giggles because my brain just hadn't quite gone into place. So, um, so in the next part, I will try and be good in the next part. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about um, some of the little things that we're, we're sort of embracing and enjoying in this, um, in this quite difficult time. So join us for part two. Uh, part, oh, no. <laughs> no. What is wrong with my brain today? Join us in part three um and we will be back in just a sec hello and welcome back to part three of the run to run podcast my name is Josh Pewter. I'm the leader of Tooting. Uh, with me, I've got Jess. Hi. And we've also got the wonderful Katie McDonald, um, who is joining us, who is, I, I swear we're not just, you know, going for Run Talk Run leaders of Waterloo. Um, we do we do invite <laughs> other people from other Run Talk Runs. Um, but it's been absolutely fantastic to have you on this week. And um, and Derek as well, actually, who's who must be a great Run Talk Run leader to, to, to share Waterloo with. He is, as long as you don't mind stories about urine. <laughs> if, if anyone is if anyone's listening and thinking, what is that about? You clearly haven't listened to episode one. So <laughs> I, would, I would ask you to go back, listen to that, and then that will become a, a lot, lot clearer. <laughs> uh, so um, thanks to everyone um, that's listened, that's subscribed. Um, make sure you do subscribe if you haven't already. And um, if you are kind enough uh, please do leave us a review on spotify or itunes and or even leave us five stars that'd be really great it's it's not for our ego it's just for uh, being able to share it to a wider audience 
so more people can enjoy the run to run global community so um guys i think this week we just wanted to talk a little bit about some of the things that in this current time where um you know a lot of us are at home a lot more and we have a lot more time on our hands and perhaps the the days are starting to blend together a little bit which is not so bad when it's this sunny but it's just some of the things that we're doing in our day that we're we're appreciating um and maybe you haven't quite appreciated them yet but you're sort of you're slowly starting to realize some of the things that you enjoy that you've perhaps never done too much before so um do you want to start Jess? Yeah I'll start um so today with my little sister um I don't know if you guys have heard of secret stones I don't know if that's something you've come across no I feel like it might be just a Sussex thing so people basically Jess I'm from Sussex and I've never heard from it Okay, maybe it's just a, a children thing. On your own, mate. <laughs> so I'll, I'll explain it. That basically, people are sort of hand-painting pebbles and writing cute messages on the pebbles and or, like, pictures, whatever, <clears throat> and then hiding them. And then if you find the pebble, then you've got to leave another pebble somewhere else, like, anywhere. Um, is this making sense? So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> basically, that. pebbles with cute messages. So today I was in the back garden painting a ton of pebbles uh, white so that we've got blank canvases to play with tomorrow. <laughs> um, yeah. So Secret Stones has been the highlight of my day. Maybe That's we so wholesome. Get, maybe, we could get, <laughs> maybe we could get listeners of the podcast to paint a pebble and then go for a run and then leave it somewhere so that someone yes. else can find out about I, I absolutely think we could start another wave of pebbles going. <laughs> I like how I turned this lovely wholesome idea into a marketing campaign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pop run, talk run on the back of the pebble whilst you're at it. <laughs> Listeners, subscribe, five stars on iTunes. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Katie? Oh, um, well, I, I feel like I've sort of um, prematurely become a retired old lady I've been um I've been doing some crochet and uh I uh oh I've been playing Scrabble repotted some plants um because you're you're mother to a lot of Jess's plants um I am mother to yes I'm the adoptive mother to Arnie who is named after Arnold Schwarzenegger um so uh, I regularly uh, send Jess updates on um, <laughs> Arnie's gains. Uh, so Arnie's getting quite leafy, so we're going to repot him in a couple of months. Um, but yeah, we sent we sent her photo updates. It's it's very cute. And also there was another another runner, Sarah, um, from Run Talk Run. She moved to back home to Manchester, and she left us uh, with about five of her plants because her parents said she couldn't take them back home so yeah noticing a pattern here okay. yeah okay. i know Casey, i've just re- finished i've just finished um refurbing an office there's about 50 plants that need a home so i mean if you <gasps> if you've got room for them i can just i can just send them your way i will make room <laughs> <laughs> honestly katie's flat is a little bit like um a greenhouse <laughs> it is wonderful yeah it's uh it's we're getting there but the the issue is we were thinking about possibly getting a cat but if we've got a cat lots of cats are allergic to certain plants so hmm. 
priorities. You got to prioritize the plants, haven't you? Oh yeah, for sure. My babies. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of walking in and it's just like a jungle when uh, when you step into your house. Yeah, yeah. Although um, they can actually be the source of arguments uh, with regards to who's going to water them and making sure that they get enough misting. And and the other day we spent about oh, we spent hours dusting the plants. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's it's the time to it's the time to do those types of things and not feel guilty about them. I think so. Oh yeah, oh absolutely. yeah, absolutely. I um, I'm trying to think of some of the things that I've been doing recently. I mean, apart from obviously unblocking the sink, which you know I've mentioned, and I, I won't I won't bore anyone anymore with it. Um, <laughs> I, I so I don't have a garden at the moment. So what I've done is the the. I have this lovely window that opens sort of upwards, which I think is a sash window. I'm not sure. Um, but it's got like a ledge and you can sort of sit on the ledge outside the window on the first floor. And it's less dangerous than it sounds, but there's something really nice. I've just made a cup of tea. I've got my book out, which is at the moment, teaching. we've got this book club called Read Talk Read, which is fantastic. Oh, and, uh, yeah. I great. absolutely love that. <laughs> And I think even actually after this has passed, if you've got any injured runners, you know, they can still take part in Rachel's yeah. read. Shall That's I great. put it in the footnotes of the podcast so people can get involved? Um, yeah, absolutely. We've nearly finished, we've nearly finished our, um, our first book. Well, I've got What's your first book? Uh, it is called uh, Dear Edward by Anne Napolitano. Um, and it's oh. really, really, really enjoying it so far. And um I've got a lot of catching up to do over the bank holiday to get it um, ready for our discussion on Tuesday. But um, I'm really enjoying that. So I sit with a cup of tea on this ledge that overlooks sort of the front and the street. And it's I pretend that I'm reading my book, but I'm just people watching. Um, <laughs> and, I just, and I sit in the sun and I just watch like the walkers and the joggers go by. Uh, when you people watch. Yeah. Do you make do you make up stories about the people that walk by? Like elaborate oh, life stories. Yeah, and and sort of yeah. you know what where they're going, which is great because there's less options now. They're either going to the supermarket or they're exercising, so that <laughs> that makes that game a lot easier. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, and also it's quite nice because they go exercise and then they come back and I'm like, oh, they've been for a, they've been for half an hour. They must have uh, <laughs> had a good run. Um, but it's kind of nice, and I feel a bit like a cat because I have a bit of a vantage point. And they don't really know that sort of I'm watching, which makes me sound really creepy. <laughs> I was going to say that. That does, with your, with your night vision goggles and your binoculars. <laughs> yeah, I, I, only come out, I only come out at night, um, which isn't, isn't that weird. Um, if, oh. you're, if you're affected by anything, please. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Yeah, but at the moment, reading on my little, I wouldn't even call it a balcony, that is, especially in the mornings, is just, my little bit of bliss in the day actually so um so yeah oh, lovely um I see you've also taken up the guitar is that something that you always did it's something I've always done but I've just not had enough time to um to do it as much so yeah um I'm sort of setting myself a challenge of trying to play something that I find particularly challenging every week and, and trying to do it because I'm not um I get bored very easily, so I'm not very good at. I usually like learn the chords and then give up on the song. So I'm actually trying to play it properly, which is a nice, um, a nice little challenge, really. Yeah, it's good to be challenged. Oh, amazing! 
which Jess how's your handstands going I was so proud today I probably held it for a solid four seconds <laughs> um, which yes. is honestly it's taken me a long time to get to four seconds but I'm gonna own that and be proud of it um, no, no what's so, yeah, great that right. if people listen to this podcast in order they're gonna see the the weekly progression of your handstands which you know is oh. pretty awesome so next week <laughs> yeah. six seconds please Jess <laughs> all right no pressure <laughs> So we did also ask uh, the wider Run Talk Run community, um, you know, some of their little things that they that they're enjoying at this moment in time. So, Jess, have you got a couple that you want to read out? I do. Yeah. Um, so that's a big one. Um, so um, we have one, which is <laughs> this lady. She's sat in the garden and had a coffee before her children were awake. I particularly like that one, that little slice of solitude. <laughs> Calm before the storm. Before chaos, yeah. Um, a lot of people are actually saying, enjoying silence and peace, which is really lovely. Yeah, um, I, think, I think that's quite nice, actually. We have this, we have this moment after we have dinner um, at our house where we sort of, we try and sit as, a, sit as a house together and have dinner. And then there's this point where we're all kind of quite content and we're quite full. And then we just sit in silence for about two, three minutes, which is <laughs> totally unprecedented. But there's something quite nice about it. Just enjoying... I think it's lovely being comfortable enough in other people's company to be silent. Mm. Um, although I, I, I went to, oh, this is this is so millennial white middle class. But I went to I went to a yoga retreat at TR. Um, it, like genuinely it was in Cambodia. I sound like such a wanker right now, but hey ho. Um, and it hey, was... Hey, what I also like as well, we've got, I've never, we've never had to put a, uh, a, you know, an apology on the podcast for swearing. Um, I'm so we... sorry. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I remember we... someone once said to me, they said, oh, it's so bizarre because you seem really ladylike and then you'll just drop the C-bomb or something. And I thought, oh God. Don't um, drop the seatbelt. <laughs> no, I will not. Although it's bad because I, I te- well, I have in the past taught children before and I've had to be very uh, mindful of that. Um, I actually accidentally swore in front of my, um, uh, what, wait, what, who would this be? My, oh God, this is like family tree game. My boyfriend's dad's brother's son. That cousin. That's a cousin. Fucking, oh, geez. Um, I once accidentally said, uh, oh no, I can't remember. I said something awful like shitting fuck buckets in front of in front of the one-year-old um, cousin. It was awful because I dropped a whole bag of coffee beans everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> See, this, this is the point where I'm going to really master how to do the bleeping thing on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is good. Oh, it's, it does make me laugh when you listen to uh, like Eminem on the radio and it's like, and you're like really hun what is the point i'm gonna give it a good go though i'm gonna give it a good go so should we read out should we read out a few more responses I yeah uh, do you know what there just has been a lot of responses for looking up at the sky which is like a big thing which i know that that you yeah. are a big promoter of. hashtag look look up yeah honestly if I ever ever feel that my heart rate is starting to rise and things are starting to feel a little more anxious just looking up it just brings me back down this sound really corny brings me back down to earth um there's something so vast about it it takes me out of my head Um, I think it's quite nice um that's so lovely 
I think London as well is like really nice at the moment because there isn't any planes and there isn't any uh, things. So in the countryside, it's it's beautiful. But actually, London in particular at the moment is just it's so weird how clear it is at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. Just like the lack of like pollution and light pollution and all that. Um, but we got some more responses. We do, um, we do. We got some good ones. Um, so someone did some drawing and managed to get out of her pajamas, which I really rate because the temptation to stay in pajamas is strong. Mm-hmm. Don't know how you guys are feeling about that. Actually, <laughs> I sort of have a pair of day pajamas and night pajamas now. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to differentiate. Um, yeah. So there's a fair bit of banana bread going on in the suggestions. Banana bread. Oh, banana bread. Everyone's making bloody banana bread. <laughs> I feel kind of guilty that I've not made any yet. Very good. Um, um, we've also got um, Emma, painted by nails. Um, living with three girls, I've not done that yet, but I'm on a very slippery slope right now. But give me another week in isolation. I think. What colour did Emma. you get? I haven't done them yet. I think give me another week. Um, oh. I, I might be trying it out but that was that was Emma's idea she said painting uh painting the nails is a, a nice little bit of solitude that you can enjoy um I gave gave myself a haircut that's always a good one you cut your own hair I did yes um and I didn't even have proper scissors so I used um I didn't have like nail scissors so I used like kitchen scissors that are a bit industrial looking but it turned out okay yeah, well, the the desire to shave my head still hasn't um, left, but um, I'm being very, very good at the moment. <laughs> you should shave. You should sh- oh, you should shave something into it. <laughs> like three Adidas stripes or something. You should do the Nike tick. Yeah. <laughs> Again, other sports brands are available. Exactly. Oh, I must stop product placement. My God. <laughs> are you getting paid? Are you getting paid? <laughs> <laughs> not enough <laughs> um yeah, <laughs> another suggestion? yeah oh. just a couple more i think we've lost all sort of um <laughs> lost sense lost of where we are of, oh, i'm going to just i'm going to quick turn us off with a few more um someone said i had a shower and made my bed it's the simple things which I like again i really appreciate because actually it's those parts of routine that are so easy to lose um mm. Someone started couch to 5k. Um, nice. Great so a lot of people getting their runs in actually. I'm in, I love I love couch to 5k with Sarah Millican's voice. I didn't yeah. actually use it. I feel like I really would have benefited from it when I started. I used it, it with uh, with Sarah Millican and she oh she was adorable. Uh, she, I'm not well I, okay she'd be like if I can do it so can you pet and it was just <laughs> It was just so wholesome. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So just a couple more to round up. Um, getting dressed for work seems to be an absolute prime. Um, a few people have said it's spending more time with their pets and animals, which is, I can imagine, Aww. right now must be the best time to have a dog or a cat because you can just spend so much more time with them. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. Um, I also liked another one as well that um, Jazz in my group also said that everyone in their... Um, Everyone on their street has started a WhatsApp group as well to help other people self-isolating. And yeah. uh, they lend each other things and um, help talk to each other, which is kind of nice to set up a little WhatsApp group with your neighbours as well. We have that for my, uh, for my street, uh, the mutual aid. So um, uh, doing people shopping and things. 
I think it's a great so, idea. Really yeah, nice I, I, my mum told me that in Italy, uh, you're only allowed to go on a walk if you have a dog that needs to be walked. So what these blocks of flats are doing is they're passing the dog around the flats. So oh, it starts dog. on flat one, and then the next thing you know, the dog's had 30 walks in the day. <laughs> so <laughs> that sounds exhausting. <laughs> no, <poor> thing. <laughs> but anyway, on that, on that positive, uplifting note, I think we're gonna we're gonna round up. The, uh, the podcast for today. Um, so thank you very much, Katie, for joining us. Um, thank I hope you you've for enjoyed having me. Yes, I have enjoyed myself. I'm going to now emerge from, um, just for some context, Josh told me that the sound quality is better underneath the duvet. So it's sort of become a little uh, home sauna under here. So I'm going to emerge from that after this. Uh, <laughs> sweating like a pig in a butcher's, but hey-ho. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, have... Have a lovely week, Jess. Um, yes, you, you too. Thank you very much. Um, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please do like and subscribe. Give us a rating on iTunes. Um, if anything has affected you in this podcast at all, please do get in touch with us. You can at RunTalkRun through the website, RunTalkRun.com. Um, and you can also email us, which is Jessica at RunTalkRun.com. Have a fantastic week, guys. Um, appreciate the little things look after your mental health and look after other people and we will be back this time next week say goodbye guys bye 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 <laughs>